It's February, and that means two things. It's Groundhog's Day, and it also means that 96% of people have already forgotten their New Year's resolutions, and they're about to live the same year over again. But not you, because for the month of February, my free gift to you is your golden ticket to a new year. With my Brave Vision Blast Off Workbook, you will gain clarity, which is the number one reason why most women quit. They don't know what to do. So find out what you're called to do, harness your energy, gain momentum, reach your goals this year, and experience a brand new year, not just another year. Don't leave your success to chance. Go to braveheartedwoman.com forward slash vision blast off to get your free download today or just click the link in the notes. You'll be so glad you did. Placing blame elsewhere, making excuses, not taking responsibility and reacting to most life hurdles with, it's not my fault. If you struggle with any of these things and believe that bad things will continue to happen, you may be struggling with a victim mindset. Hey, this is Dawn Damon, the Braveheart Mentor, and you're listening to my podcast, The Bravehearted Woman. I'm here to raise the brave in you. So if you haven't done so, hit subscribe so you never miss another episode. All right, you ready to get your brave on? Let's do this. Hey, it's your girl, Don Damon, Braveheart Mentor. It's great to be back with all of you. We're going to talk about this victim mentality. Did any of that resonate with you in the beginning? Victimhood, a ongoing perpetual state of feeling like a victim, experiencing negativity and tragedy and trial and testing and just difficulties in life. And you might not recognize it, But the culprit could be your unconscious mindset setting you up to experience even more and more victimhood. So the victim mentality really rests on these three key beliefs that bad things happen and they're going to keep happening and that it's other people and circumstances that are to blame. It's not me. I am a victim of the things that have come to me. And the third thing, that any effort to create change will fail. So there's no point in trying. The victim kind of just throws up their hands and says, why bother? Now, I want to say something here a minute, because people who feel trapped in a state of victimization, they often do express a lot of negative emotion and pessimism. And I care enough to recognize and I feel you, my sister, if this is you, because there's been significant pain and distress in your life. And that has often fueled this mindset or built this mindset into you. You have an expectation about life and what it's going to be and how it's going to be experienced by you. Victims often believe that everyone else And everything else has caused the misery. And there's nothing you can do that will ever make a difference. So today I want to disrupt that belief. I want to agitate that belief for you just a little bit. Because I don't believe that that's true. That being said, I feel your pain. But are you ready to get out of it? 
Isn't this your moment to do something different? Wouldn't you like to have a fresh start and a new beginning and face life with a different mindset, with an outlook that says, hey, good things are on the horizon. I am going to live my best life and I'm going to start it right now. I recently read an article that was written by Scott Kaufman and it was called Unveiling the Mindset of Victimhood. Very good article. But here's a quiz that he put together and I want to give it to you right now and I want you to rate how much you agree with each of these items on a scale from one to five. So let's say one would be not me at all. Number one, I don't do this at all. And to five being this is totally me. I so do this all the time. Let's find out where you are on this victim scale here. First thing, it is important to me that people who hurt me acknowledge what they've done and admit that it was an injustice. Now this first question, rate yourself one to five. It doesn't mean that you verbalize that but in your heart and in your mind, it's really critically important to you that the people that hurt you acknowledge what they've done and admit that it was an injustice. And if they don't do that, you'll be quick to be on the phone or telling someone else about what you've experienced and how it's hurt you and how these people haven't even acknowledged what they've done. Now that's not wrong. Because a lot of healing can come to someone when they receive an apology. But what happens when you don't get that? Are you going to be a victim to what someone else decides to do or not do for you? So again, I want you to take a moment, rate yourself. How important is that? Number two, I believe that I am way more conscientious and moral in my behavior with other people compared to their treatment of me. So I would never do this to someone else. I am way more moral and conscientious and I would never hurt someone like this before. Rate yourself. Number three, when people who are close to me feel hurt by me and my actions, it's very important for me to clarify and justify what I did and that I'm on the side of right. So if I've hurt someone's feelings, I need to defend my actions and I need to explain to them why I did what I did. And then number four, it's very hard for me to stop thinking about the injustice others have done to me. I, I forgive, but I don't forget easily. And it comes up a lot and I'm really hurt and I'm wounded. So if you scored a four or five on all of these items, you may have what psychologists have identified as a tendency for interpersonal victimhood. It means that you're going to go through life as a victim and you're going to relate to people from the role of a victim. So whatever relationship you're in or whatever small group or any community that you're in, you're going to show up as the perpetual victim. And I shared with you three things that are critical for a victim mindset, but based on clinical observations, researchers found that the tendency for this interpersonal victimhood consists really of these four main dimensions, constantly seeking recognition for one's victimhood. I need people to recognize what I've been through. And number two, a moral elitism. So I would never act this way. I am be 
uh, I am above this kind of behavior, but I have been the victim of it. The third component of perpetual victimhood is that I have a lack of empathy for the pain and suffering of other people. Like, I, I, I have to defend my actions and what I've done, and I don't have the ability to see how you might be hurting or what you might have experienced. And then the fourth dimension, again, frequently ruminating about the past and the past victimization and what you've gone through in just a difficult time forgetting or forgiving, letting go of what's happened to you. So I've given you a lot of information right off the bat. So let's break it down and let's just talk about it for a moment. Did any of those things resonate with you? Is this the time for you to be honest about how you're showing up in the world? Because victims often feel helpless and then they feel hopeless. And the, the, the difficulty here with victims is they deny the responsibility for their negative circumstances. Like they deny that they possess any power to change things or to change their life or to change themselves. They do compared to others, less than 50%. They won't take a stand. And victims sometimes act really super sensitive, get offended very easily, and they kind of need kid glove treatment. They pretend to just be powerless and impotent and have an inability to make a difference. Now, as I'm talking here, I want to just take a moment and I want to make a distinction. And that is, when I talk about the victim mindset, I really shouldn't say they. I don't want to generalize, but I want to draw your attention to the fact that this is what typical behavior looks like. This is the manifestation of adopting a mindset. So when I say they do this or they do that, I really should be saying this personality does this, this mindset, because some survivors have adopted a victimhood mindset to survive. It is a behavior that is learned. Perhaps this is what was modeled. This is what you saw or the victim person saw growing up. It is how they've learned to survive. Maybe they created this temperament, this mindset, began to see the world through this lens of, I am a victim. The world is not a safe place. And that happened because their their view of the world got shattered by trauma. It wasn't safe to trust the world. And now it's just how they navigate. So I don't want to generalize, but this is the manifestation of a victim mindhood. Those that struggle with victimhood often use anger as a way to control others. You will find that you tiptoe around a person with a victim mindset because you know they can control you, they can control the environment, they can control outcomes, they have a lot of power. Even though they pretend or feel in of them themselves that they don't have any power, they actually hold a strong chokehold over a lot of their relationships. And by the way, the victim mindset may find themselves in relationship with those who have other roles. For example, have you ever heard of the drama triangle? The drama triangle. It's really, really a fascinating thing to look at. And when you're 
when you don't have a healthy mindset, it's very possible that you would adopt this victim mindset, but you might also adopt a rescuer mindset. And this is on the triangle. If you think of the three points of the triangle, you have the victim on one point and then a rescuer. A rescuer, well, they're constantly applying short-term repairs to the victim's problems and they neglect their own needs. So they very much a martyr. They're always working hard to help other people. And basically they actually just become really addicted to helping other people and they're not helpful at all. They're in the way, they're meddling, but the rescuer is often harried and tired and they have, they're so exhausted and they have physical complaints all the time and they're usually pretty angry underneath of it all and sometimes they're loud or they may be quiet but they're a martyr the way they show up that's their style and they use guilt to get their way oh well uh, I wouldn't feel this way if I hadn't done that for you I just I wanted to put you first and so so you find yourself always apologizing to this person Sometimes victims jump into a rescue mode because it's good to rescue someone. It's good to see someone else who's doing worse off than I am. I understand how they feel because I've been there. I am there now. So it feels good to be a rescuer. But the third point on that drama triangle is the persecutor. And the persecutors blame the victims and criticize their enabling behavior of the rescuers um, or they just they don't like the meddling of the rescuer and they don't like the helplessness of the victim and so without providing guidance or assistance or any kind of a solution they're not patient a person with a persecutor mindset or somebody who stepped into that role they're critical they're unpleasant and they're very good at finding fault They'll often feel inadequate underneath of it all, and they control others with threats and rigidity, bossy. They like to order people around, and once again, louder, quiet in style, but sometimes very much a bully and very much in control. So the drama triangle is really interesting. I love the opposite of that, which is called TED, which stands for the empowerment dynamic and I'm not going to get into all of that today but instead of having you as a victim it shows how you can be a creator you have a growth mindset not a fixed mindset you're not a victim you have the ability to look at the situation and create a new story to say I'm not a victim here I have the ability to make a decision I can stop and interrupt this mindset and I can choose let's go on just a little bit though with the victimhood and then I'm actually going to get into telling you how to get out of it if you find this operating in your life so very often the victim mindset needs to live in chaos and if chaos isn't around if there is no misfortune befalling them or a loved one they will create one. They do this by either creating a new crisis in their own life or inserting themselves in a very high way, in a, in a highway, in an inappropriate way, in a deep way, in someone else's drama. Again, they're putting on the rescuer hat. It's really the victim dressed up in disguise as a rescuer 
and they want to get involved because they want to live and thrive in chaos. It's what they know. And if you offer them blessing and peace and prosperity and success and set them up for that, if this victim mindset is not ousted, you will find them re- revisiting and recycling right back in to victimhood, drama, and chaos because they have not replaced and renewed their mind. They are wired for destruction. They are wired for chaos. So you have to interrupt it. So here's what we're going to do today. We want to interrupt this because the only way to escape this drama triangle is to function as an adult, to function as a mature, healed individual and say, I'm not going to participate in this drama triangle anymore. I am going to stop seeing everything through victim lenses. I want to believe that I can have a wonderful life. And everything in life is determined right here, right in this moment, right in this truth that I'm sharing with you right now. Since your mind is a magnet, you will attract your expectation, what you believe. So do you believe that the world is a dangerous place and people are unsafe and you're going to just end up being... I was going to use the word screwed. I guess I can say that since I just did now. The world is out to get you and they're going to hurt you and they're going to screw you and just be ready for it. Get ready indeed because you're drawing to yourself the very thing that you believe. Brian Tracy says it like this. Whatever we expect with confidence becomes our own self-fulfilling prophecy. And Roy Bennett says this. Instead of worrying about what you cannot control, shift your energy to what you can create. And that's part of the solution. Instead of adopting and living with a victim mindset, how about you adopt the creator mindset? Which says, I can build and blueprint the life of my dreams. So here's the solution. And the solution for everything starts with this same point acknowledge and I would say even more specifically become aware because you can't acknowledge what you don't know and so very often a victim mind will defend to the death I am not a victim this has happened to me I didn't ask for this I didn't choose this no you didn't of course you didn't but you're choosing to live in the state of victimhood. So become aware. Do some education for yourself and learn what I'm telling you today. What a victim mindset looks like, how it talks, how it feels, how it views things, its perspective, and then recognize that maybe you have been wearing that mindset. Then when you begin to see an injustice in the world and you go to your automatic place in your emotions in your we call it the labrador brain actually you know you have the lizard brain which is the very base instinctual brain then the labrador brain which is the emotional brain and then the highest form of course is the human brain which is the logical thinking brain before you make a decision out of your labrador brain or even your lizard brain pause ask yourself a question Is this really true? 
Am I really powerless here? Am I really innocent? Is it possible I've created this? Is it possible? And start, I'm speaking to you now, create seeds of doubt inside your mind that can potentially create for you a different bloom, a different blossom. Seeds produce a harvest. Start putting seeds in there and train yourself to say, maybe this isn't true. And then provide and program a new belief system, the TED, the empowerment dynamic. Tell your story in a better way, a more empowering way. Use the word yet. I can't do it yet. I don't know how yet. These people did this to me yet. I am an overcomer. Use the word yet. And that's what we use called reframing where we look at it from a different vantage point it's not BS it's telling ourselves the truth anything can be true about a situation it just depends on which way you're wanting to look at it and what way you're refusing to look at it if you're refusing to see possible benefit for you if you refuse to see how this there's an upside to this and the good news is and you just get angry when people say that guess what they're hitting they're touching a nerve they're get, they're hitting your victim mindset and it's causing rage so become aware of that and when people stop telling you the truth you're in a dangerous place my sister for look you know I want to say sad be the day that people will stop telling you the truth because they don't have the energy to battle your defense mechanisms of a victim mindset if you want this role if you want to live there you can live there I personally don't want to live there I've never wanted to live there and I don't really want to visit there I don't like to visit friends that are there I'll I'll go but I don't I'm not spending the night with you I, I just I can't do it it's toxic so then once you become aware and once you place these seeds of doubt and then once you provide and program a new belief system practice it this is called renewing your mind because you can clearly and quickly change your brain by reframing and changing the way you choose to think so that's what I got for you today I hope this is helpful and if you're mad, well, we'll see you next week. Same t- place, same time. Because <laughs> I'm not changing my story. I'm here to help you. This is going to make you better. It might make you mad at first, but eventually, if you apply these principles, you will be set free. Because there is greatness inside of you. you got things to do. There's brilliance that's coming forth from your life. You do not have time to get trapped in a victim mindset. So be free. All right, I hope that you'll take time. If this has helped you, please share it with someone. It's the only way we get the word out is if you're willing. In fact, would you do it right now? Would you Would you stop what you're doing? Would you rate this podcast and review it? Write a little review and, and like me and follow me and subscribe and all those things. Because when you do that, first of all, it's a massive help to me. And I'm so grateful. I'm so thankful. And then that's how the algorithms begin to show other people that my podcast is available. And I want to help as many women as possible. So if you'll do that, that'd be awesome. Visit my website, braveheartedwoman.com. 
Oh, and June 21, 22, and 23 this week, you can jump on the three-day challenge. It's free. It's like an $847 value that I'm giving away free. If you were my client, that's what you would be paying for for these sessions, but I'm giving them to you free. I don't know if I'll do it again, but I'm doing it this time, so I pray that you will be a part of that. That's all I got. All that's in the show notes for you. I'm going to leave you like I always do. You ready for this? Find your brave and live your vision. Thanks for hanging out with me today and becoming brave. If this has helped you, be sure to share it with someone and subscribe so you never have to miss another episode. For more about me, my books, my coaching, or online courses, visit DawnDamon.com. And as always, be brave and live your vision.